Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Streaming box technology and business rundown! Welcome to the Screaming Box Technology and Business Rundown Podcast. In this month's podcast, I, Dave Erickson, and my co-host, Botan Sedesh, are going to venture into the mysterious world of chat GPT with our guest, Joshua Darrington. Joshua is a seasoned professional with a background in e-commerce and marketing. He transitioned into the field of chat GPT education and is quickly becoming a top teacher of chat GTP on Udemy. With a passion for technology and teaching, Joshua is dedicated to helping others understand and utilize the power of chat GPT in their own businesses and projects. Today we're looking to find out exactly what ChatGPT is and how it can be applied to various business and technology solutions. So Joshua, is there anything you'd like to add to this sensationalized intro? Um, that was it, that was spot on. Um, you know, I'm just ready to get into it and I like to say this is a, a very exciting field. Things are happening really fast and you know, there's new things coming out every day so I'm excited to get into it. So what, what is ChatGPT from a technical standpoint, Joshua? And, you know, to make it simple, and I've had people ask me, you know, what do you, you know, what does it do? What is it, you know, what is it for? And I just simply explained to them, it's the smartest person on the planet in your pocket. And um, as far as the technical aspect, what it is, is basically what they did was they took millions and millions of data sheets of conversations um, that humans have had back and forth. And they use the computer to basically try to understand what's going on in conversation and taking it and put it in a chat box to where you can communicate in your natural language. Uh, you know, that's without going into the actual hard uh, wiring of it. That's the best explanation I can give you. People seem to have a lot of different definitions of chat GPT. Right. Uh, I think uh, you kind of summed it up uh, in, in a good way. Um, without getting into a lot of the technical details, you're a business okay. guy, and uh, you know somebody says to you, you should use ChatGPT, and the business guy has no clue what it is. How it, and he says, well, how do I use it? How do I access it? Right. Right. So that might be kind of the first question there. How would somebody just start using ChatGPT? Great question. Um, so I've I've been introducing a lot of business owners. I have a few in my circle, and I've just been. You know, introducing them to it. You know, this is, I'm like, hey, this is the greatest thing since the internet, and it's going to be extremely huge. You got to get onto it now. So, some of them have had, have had some, um, a little bit of apprehension to it. But what I've found is, you know, it depends specifically on your business, right? So, um, typically, what I and a few of my friends have used it for is a lot of we send a lot of emails, um, copy outreach, and things of that nature. But as far as a specific business owner, I have a buddy of mine who has a trucking business, and what he had to do was he had to send out contracts to a um, to get quotes for someone to do service for him. And I was telling him, I'm like, man, you can ask him anything, and it, it will do it for you. So what he did is just to you know stay up to date on technology, he asked ChatGPT to write him a contract 
for a siding, um, truck siding uh, manufacturer or something like that. And it wrote him the entire contract. And he it also wrote him interview questions so he can hire the right person. So, again, the opportunity. And, and I'll say this specifically uh, for me. So I, I spent about 10 hours a day on ChatGPT. And um, I use it a little bit different, um, you know, than the average user would. Just because, it, to me, it's, it's kind of like ingrained into my life. And, you know, I have sometimes people ask me, well, you know, what is its uses? Now, it's so ingrained into me. You know, I, can't, I really can't see myself living without it. You know, when people ask me, what what, what does it do? Um, you know, it can do everything. So, that's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. kind of situation I find myself in. So, I was wondering, uh, Joshua. So, Dolly, yeah. we you mentioned Dolly before, right? And it, it is something that uh, I, I did try to use. And... The issue I constantly ran into, uh, what data sets do we use? So I was wondering, uh, what kind of data set uh, did you end up using for ChatGPT? Like, uh, if we're just talking numbers, is it uh, terabytes, uh, petabytes, uh, whatever? That's actually a great question. So one thing I realized is um, ChatGPT is a combination of data sets, right? And that's why... You know, sometimes you will ask it the question and then you'll ask it a question like two minutes later and it'll give you different answers because there is trained on, I believe it, I don't know the exact number, but, um, and I'm not going to try and guess, but it's trained on at least five different main data sets. And what they do is they kind of like intertwine and depending on the question you ask, will pull out each data set. But as far as terabytes and uh, megabytes, I haven't uh, ran it on my computer Um <laughs> to that aspect yet, but I actually looked over the the actual inner workings of ChatGPT just to make myself more knowledgeable. And, you know, I'm still studying, so I'll put it like that. <laughs> so there's uh, five different data sets. Are they uh, basically all text-based of conversations people, they, uh, people have had? It's a mix. So since the beginning of ChatGPT, what they did was, I think it's about 1.5 billion, um, they call them data points. And they're pretty much, like I say, text, um, conversations, and it's all intertwined. And um, that leads me to a next point with ChatGPT4. Um, I'm, I'm sure you all have heard about it, GB, or GPT4. It's going to be 100 times stronger than ChatGPT 3.5, which is what we have now. So um, as far as, you know, data sets, you know, it's going to get a lot more complex. And, you know, it's honestly going to be get to the point where it's going to be it's not going to matter and because with like say with chat gpt4 it's going to be 100 times stronger i think it's about um don't quote me on this but i think um 100 billion data points and um data sets but my point in saying that is chat gpt4 is going to be 100 times stronger and as far as like what exact data set um it's trained on is not going to really matter in the, in the near future. That's that's ambitious. That's very yeah. ambitious. <laughs> well, what I'm, I'm wondering, uh, still stuck on this topic. No, hit me, hit me, hit me. I apologize, but uh, yeah, all right. Uh, this is going to be completely hypothetical. So let's say I have a uh, customer support company, right? With uh, millions of people employed. They are all chatting all day with different companies, different questions. How easy would it be to just uh, integrate that into the system? And just be like, okay, I want a customized solution for my company. And is it plug and play or is there a, 
like a very significant onboarding uh, phase into the system. Would it be a plug and play solution? Not necessarily, but close to it. Um, like I say, ChatGPT, and you, you're starting to see a lot of um, other AI models built on top of the GPT-3 platform, and they all do, you know, slightly different things, but it's still in the same realm. Um, but if you were to, you know, try to integrate basically a ChatGPT into your customer service um, realm, I, it wouldn't be that difficult. Surprisingly enough, like I say, um, there's some things you could do out, and I'd say uh, this is just from experience. I was able to tell Chat. Well, as we all know, ChatGPT is trained based on 2021 data, so it doesn't, it doesn't go past um, 2021. But if ChatGPT knows enough about your organization and what you're trying to do, you will be able to train it fairly simple. I put it like that. So if you were to incorporate ChatGPT, say, into your website as a customer service right. chatbot, you could train it to understand what your business is, uh, who are the people in your business, where to route communication and how to do responses. Is that correct? Exactly. And fairly simple, wow. fairly simple, not plug and play, okay. but fairly simple. So that mechanism for embedding chat GPT into a website or even a mobile app, is that pretty easy or known or what does that consist of? It is fairly simple. Um, what If you were to do that, what you would have to do is just a few things. So number one, ChatGPT, you have to bring on the API onto your own service, which is just came out. So that's number one. Once you do that, you can train it on, you can say, okay, this is my company. My company is X company. We do X, we sell X. Our goal is to do X. And with the natural language processing of ChatGPT, it's already able to understand, okay, this is the company, this is what they do, these are the type of questions customers may ask, um, this is what they will want, this is how we should respond to certain questions. And from there, um, aside from AP, uh, API cost, it wouldn't be too much of a um, hassle, to say the least. So I've seen basically all of my friends being amazed and blown away by the capabilities of ChatGPT. And I was wondering, uh, like, how sensitive is it to spelling errors or even grammatical errors? Grammatical errors vary, I, I want to say 99%, 99.9%, zero, yeah, no grammatical errors. As far as accuracy errors, um, I think, and this is this is what's going to happen when ChatGPT4 comes out, uh, and it'll be connected, I believe it'll be connected to the internet, don't quote me. Um the accuracy errors will go away drastically drastically too um there's also a little side note there's a website named you.com that is connected with ChatGPT, almost like what uh microsoft and bing are trying to do and it's able to use the internet so as far as like i said as time goes on i think like and we have to remember this is the beta version this is the first version and it's already this amazing so imagine two years from now you know, that's what that's where it's going to get a little scary. But um, as far as like grammatical errors, zero technical errors, you know, just is it, getting there, um, you know, and, and it comes to my point, how I mentioned earlier about the five data sets, some are better than others. So you may ask it a question and, you know, it may give you this one answer and that's not really the right answer. But if you ask it again, the other data set will become more prevalent and give you the right answer. So 
Um, overall, it's barely it's fairly accurate, but you still, especially as a coder and a you know from a technical aspect, I will still you know double check my work. So if if I'm asking a question to ChatGPT, which makes no sense at all, full of grammatical <laughs> errors, oh, how sensitive is it? To no, that? It's, it's it's not sensitive at all. And um, oh nice, yeah. To test it out, what I would do sometimes is just um, type in you know mistakes and you know misspelled words and etc. And it will fairly fairly accurately predict exactly what I'm trying to say. Funny enough, I was looking at something the other day where this guy he um. He wrote in the chat GBT like a baby would, like, you know, with, uh, you know, just like a four-year-old would with the horrendous mistakes and things like that. And chat GBT yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Fairly dissected it. You know, <laughs> it understood exactly what he was trying to say. And it also said, he also said, talk to me back like a baby. And it understood that. And, um, you know, so that's what I thought was really, that's what kind of like blew my mind about the, the real capabilities of it. Like, you know, that it understands the, you know the um, what would you say uh, the jokes of, of human communication. Mm. So it understands if I say explain it to me like I'm five. That's one of my best uh, uh, my best uses. So what I do is like I say, um, there's many complex subjects out there like nuclear fission and um, black hole theory, et cetera, et cetera. And what I do is you know just to accelerate my learning. That's that's why it's so ingrained with me now. Um, I say, okay, well, explain this to me like I'm five, or explain what happened in the War of 1812, or what happened um, in the French Revolution War, etc. And just ask it to break it down simply, and I can ask a question about that, and then ask it to go deeper in depth about that. So um, that's one of the best uses of it. You know, if, if you want to just test out, you know, the capabilities of it, if you're a person out there who wants to do that, ask it to explain the hardest subject you could think of, like you're five, and, you know, it, it'll give you a fairly digestible answer so i was wondering like um these five data sets uh, how do they uh, rise to the surface how does uh chat gpt decide which one to use at uh, which moment that's a great question i just just from my experience i believe is how you phrase the question and i think like i said as time goes on they will become you know more intertwined so you won't be able to tell but i just noticed like um, you know, when I ask it a question and I ask it again, um, you know, it'll give me, you know, a reworked version of that same answer. But as far as how does it, how does it decide which to put in top priority? I would say it's just how you phrase your question. I think some, some data sets, and this is just hypothetically or, you know, a theory. I think some data sets do better with like, say a simple question. And some do better with the more detailed question with a lot of nuance. So let's say you were trying to um, write an email. And you could say, write me an email for a store. I'm having a 50% off sale, right? Just a fairly simple email. And, you know, some data set will do better and just write you a quick email. Versus when you say, write me an email for a flower store. Um, we're selling teal flowers and we want to do a 50% off sale to our returning customers for this XXY reason. Right. And some data sets do better than that. So as far as how I can tell, that's just a theory of, you know, I think it just depends on, you know, what question you're asking and how simple versus complex it is. How much uh, power do we need to train chat GPT? Is it like a GPU or a room of GPUs? Or? I think it's an A. Yeah, yeah I, wow. I, I, I'm, um, 
I'm going to say this, but I, like I said, I don't know how accurate it is. But I think, um, and this is just from, I'm, don't believe everything you read on Twitter, but I, this, I'm just going to quote this. <laughs> I think uh, ChatGPT was like 100 or something gigabytes. Whoa. That's... So that's a flash drive. I just bought a flash drive for 125 gigabytes. So like I, said, I don't know how accurate that is, but I don't think it's, you know, very expensive. Now, when ChatGPT4 comes out, or I say ChatGPT4, it's really GPT4, you know, that may be a, a lot, um, you know, a lot more data. But, or... Yeah, exactly. But um, for now, it's not, to my knowledge, it's not that much. So it's not like one of Google's AIs, which takes like a whole exactly. data center. To no, no, it's not. <laughs> and that's, that's what's so amazing about it. And, and I think, because if you think about it, if it was, like to say, with one of Google's um, systems, not, not to poop on Google. I like Google. I love you, Google. Are you watching it? Um, you know, I think that's why they haven't released it to the public is because they they know, you know, if we had a million people to use this, our the place would be on fire pretty much, you know? So, um you know, I, I think that's what, you know, what, what kind of separates ChatGPT and allows them to, you know, distribute it to the public in a manner, you know, is because it's, it's so compact and, you know, um, useful. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Let's use your business idea of an e-commerce site selling T-shirts. Okay. You know, I have a e-commerce site doing T-shirts. How could I use ChatGPT? So, okay, so if I had, and I had an e-commerce site, speaking of this, I'm going to put this on the record. I was, when Dolly 2 first came out, I thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. So what I did is I created an e-commerce store. I was actually the first one in the world, for the record, <laughs> to make a Dolly 2 um, AI-generated clothing store, right? And so what, what I did was it was a lot of people on Reddit posting their, um, you know, their Dolly 2 art. And what I'll do, I'll reach out to them and say, hey, I have a website where you can go print it out. And I got a couple sales from that. But um, and but I just realized, you know, maybe it's not the most scalable. And I was still in the hunt, still in the hunt. And then that's when um, ChatGPT came out. But it's, if I had an e-commerce store on, um, and I wanted to incorporate ChatGPT, one of the first ways I would do it is for my one brand story. Um, you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, if you're, you know, when you're when you're an e-commerce store specifically, um, you know, there's a lot of it's it's a science to it, right? And there's a lot of moving parts that you have to connect perfectly so that you can, you know, generate sales, right? So number one, I would use it for my brand story. And what I mean by brand story is, let's say, okay, it was you started the store, it was you by yourself, um, you wanted to create a sustainable way to uh, make T-shirts using organic fabrics. And etc. So what I would do, I would go to ChatGPT, enter in. My name is Joshua. I started a store back in 2018. I wanted to create a sustainable way to create um, T-shirt fabrics. We use the best quality materials. We recycle, etc., etc. ChatGPT, create me a brand story. And mo what most people would do is just take what I said originally and put it on the store. You know, I just want to create my name is Joshua, 2018 brand. Um, e-commerce, etc. But ChatGPT will construct it in a way to where it's very flowing and, you know, it just makes beautiful sense, right? Um, so that's number one. That's the number one way I use it. Number two, email, right? I, I do a lot of emails. Um, you know what I did? 
And you know, I know, and there's a lot of people out there who agree, is emails take a lot of brand, uh, brain power, right? And throughout the day, you know, you lose brain power, but what ChatGPT does is it allows you to focus your brain power and energy on other things that matter in your business. So um, what I would do is use it for, number two, emails, and just have it to write, let's see, either a daily email, a, a, a sale email. There's people who pay thousands and thousands of dollars a month just to have people write emails for them because emails is like, you know, you're focused on this, ads, and everything like that. And emails is like a, it's another realm um, coming from an e-commerce store owner in my experience. But anyway, number two, emails. Number three, brand copy and product descriptions, right? Um, you know, product descriptions are, it's, it's a part of the science of e-commerce. But as, as like I said, as time goes on, you know, if you're writing them in the middle of the day, you're not going to be as effective and your brain energy is not going to be able to produce exactly how you want to do. So what I would do is tell ChatGPT, this is my product. Um, it's made of these materials, X, Y, Z, and also include the goal, right? So my goal is to convert uh, or is my goal is to get sales. And my my ideal customer profile is a person of X, Y, Z. They're this age. They do this. You know, depending on what you're selling, of course. And when you enter it in that way, ChatGPT constructs a beautiful product description with your goal in mind and allows you to generate sales. I've used it um, on a few stores myself, and it just works. So, um, you know, I, I think if you're, especially if you're an e-commerce owner, this is something you can use every day. Um, it's better than Google. And instead of paying someone thousands and thousands of dollars per month to do emails for you or to do store optimization. You know, you can think of ChatGPT as a free employee. It's free for right now. They, they come out with a premium version, but it's free for right now. And, you know, you can 10x your business. So that's how I use it as an e-commerce store. So if you have ChatGPT, you may have several projects, quote projects, that you would need ChatGPT to work on. Does right. ChatGPT have a way where you can, like, literally set up a project in ChatGPT and say, okay, ChatGPT, I need emails for these things, or I need brand copy. And so you have a ChatGPT set up for brand copy. You have a ChatGPT set up for email. Does it work that way? Or how does it work in that sense for managing different workflows? What I've noticed lately is there's a lot of businesses that are branching out using a GPT GPT-3 platform and doing specific things like uh, copy AIs for like email and, and copy pretty much. And there's some, um, you know, AI related businesses that do branding and things of that nature. But um, as far as to answer your question, you can most definitely do that in ChatGPT. It will save your conversation. They came out with that new feature where it'll save your conversation. So if you say, create me, um, you know, emails for this XYZ business, First question I would ask, what type of emails do I need for this type of business? Okay, it'll, and it'll give you one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, on number two, write me some email headings for that um, for that topic. It'll one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, write me the first paragraph of that email for one, uh, one and two, and then spit it out. So, um, as far as like to answer your question, as far as like set uh, projects, will it start to a project most definitely? And there's actually. Um, it's not the best now for the coders out there, um, so you're still safe. But um, there's actually GBT 3.5, which is ChatGBT. Um, 
does a fairly decent job with coding and you know creating your project from scratch. There's actually a website, I think it's called freepixelart.com if you're out there. Um, and what someone they did was they asked ChatGBT to make them a website to where they can host their pixel art. And just by asking the right question, it coded the entire website from scratch. And the website looks halfway decent. So if you go in there, you'll be able to vote. It'll, it'll be pixel art. And it's just, you know, it, it looks like a 90s website. But this person has zero coding experience, you know, and I think that's absolutely amazing for it to be able to code them websites. So, um, yeah, just to answer the question, it can do, it can start your brand and uh, projects from scratch. So I've used uh, some AI platforms, uh, Jasper and Writer. They're basically AR writing platforms and a little bit of chat GPT. I have found that in for short pieces of writing, like emails and even some social media posts, they seem to basically generate content that's reasonable, meaning you can take that content. It doesn't need a lot of editing, just a little bit of editing, and it, it's good. If you wanted them to write a piece of content that is, you know, a chapter in a book, right? It's not very accurate in the sense that you have to do a lot of editing. And it seems like there's a, there's kind of a, a limit. There's a certain, there's a sweet spot where ChatGPT produces content, written content that doesn't need a lot of editing and it's usable. You know, there's this line where chat GPT is it is you put in more content or if it, if it has to write more content as it writes more content, it seems to not be as accurate in the sense that you have to do more editing. And there just comes a point where, OK, if I had it to write a blog post for 2000 words, I would have to spend an hour to edit it. Whereas if I had to write a blog post of 2000 words, it would take me an hour and 15 minutes. So maybe it's better if I just write it myself. But if I had to write a short, you know, paragraph on chat GPT, it could write a paragraph and I would look at it and I'd only need a minute or five minutes to edit it. And that seems like a great use of time that chat GPT, because okay. it would take me a half hour if I had to write that myself. Right. So there's kind okay. of this limit. I, I don't know if it works in other aspects. Have you seen that limit as well? Because my, my experience with it is just very small sample of a few. But and do you think that's improving? That's a that's a great point. And um, you're actually correct. What, but one thing I did notice, and this is what um, is kind of you'll start to hear a little bit more about this is prompt engineering. OK, right. And I actually think, um, you know, as time goes on, prompt engineering is going to be a big business. And I'll tell you why. So, well, what is prompt engineering? Simply put, the type of questions you ask ChatGPT, right? So I, I, I touched on this a little bit earlier. And, it's, and it, the difference is basically asking ChatGPT to write you an email for this versus asking ChatGPT to write you an email for this. But you also include your goal, your ideal customer profile, your, um, you know, some of the type of things you want to consider. What type of tone do you want to have? You want to be a professional? Do you want to be witty? Do you want to be, you know, um, serious, comical, etc.? Um, but yeah, simply put, I think as time goes on, um, you know, that's what's going to separate the, 
the good prompts and the good outcomes from the great outcomes, or you know, because ChatGPT is basically good, it's serviceable, but um, you know, in order to get what you actually want, um, it's going to come down to producing the best prompts and you know, asking the right question, you know, with your desired goal in mind. And that's one thing I've noticed. Like I can say I use it, you know, um, all day pretty much. And, um, you know, and, and I know that sometimes I'll get a little bit lazy and just, you know, write me an email for this, you know, and, you know, it doesn't produce the best results, but I have to realize like, you know, uh, in order to get the best outcomes, I had to put in the best prompt. So, um, yeah, as time goes on, I think it, it will get better, you know, by taking a simple, um, prompt and, you know, expanding upon it and kind of reading our minds in a sense. But, um, you know, and I think that's what GPT-4 specifically, but for now, you know, in order to produce a really great or have chat GPT to produce, you know, I'm kind of in the grain, um, a really great answer, you're going to have to input a really great prompt. Like many things in technology, there's what I would call an art, right? And so for chat GPT, there is this art that comes with experience and understanding. So uh, a person who's just trying to get into chat GPT, they may find that it doesn't produce that great a result because they themselves haven't done enough, I guess, A-B testing to figure exactly. out what generates it. On the other hand, someone who's experienced kind of already knows what to do and so it's much more efficient. Well, I, I guess that's where uh, training courses like the one that you have on Udemy can come in handy. I assume you have a, a section on, on the prompt engineering. Right. And I'm, I'm sure that, that gets into it. Okay, so that kind of puts it into perspective. I want to go back a little bit to what you were saying more about application. Okay. It seems like for a lot of small and medium-sized businesses, probably one of the most useful aspects or most useful things that you could do with ChatGPT on the front end is to refine some of your marketing content, right? Very so. And this could be rewriting content on your website. It could be rewriting some blog posts. And again, it's, it may not give you perfect copy, but it'll give you copy that saves you time. That may be one way to do it. It, it seems like answering emails or answering questions from potential customers is another aspect, right? I, I assume that you could probably set up some customer personas and then put together some questions that you would normally get from some of these customers about your business and then chat GPT would then produce answers and then you could kind of just use those answers as those questions come in. It, it, and and yeah. I was going to say, to add on to that, you can ask chat GPT to create you uh, some, so let's say you have a, a product, right? You can ask ChatGPT what type of people will be in the market for this product. And from my experience, it's fairly accurate, right? And then let's say, okay, so let's say you have this product. These are the type of people who will be in the market for this type of product. Okay, well, ChatGPT, if I want to sell to customer number two, what are some of the pain points they have and how can I solve that, those pain points? And it's speed it out. One, this, step one, step two, step three. So... Um, you know, you can really get really deep and, you know, like I say, from my experience, you know, it's about 90% accurate, 
you know, and if that's your industry, you know, of course, you will know, um, you know, more. But um, for the most part, you know, just as like a brainstorming exercise, it does, you know, fairly well. So you could kind of ask chat GPT uh, something like, I am trying to sell T-shirts to heavy metal enthusiasts in the age range between 15 and 30. And what are the product features that they are most interested in? A hundred percent. And chat GPT would spit out a list of stuff that that demographic of heavy metal music listeners are interested in as far as product features for t-shirts. Is that correct? A hundred percent. And just to add on, add on to that, I had, um, so one of my mentors, he, he has a huge guitar collection, vintage guitars. And I was telling him, I'm like, man, this chat GPT thing, this is like a couple months ago, uh, a month or so ago. And I was telling him like, yo, this is new. So he was, and I was like, I tell you what, give me your best guitar, and I'll write you a product description for it. And it was like some 1971 Gibson Flying V, maybe guitar. I don't know. I I never heard of the guitar. So I said, okay, what's the model number? What is it? Okay, okay, boom. ChatGPT, write me a product description for X Y Z. Spit it out. I read it back to him, and it was a silence. And he said, Wow, do it for this one. And I did it for this one. And I did it for this one. And his mind was blown, basically, and I used it. Um, actually, built him a website um, that contained, you know, all of that data. And he was, like I say, mind blown. But um, yeah, it, it, and I, how how does it know about that specific guitar? I don't know, um, you know. But that's kind of that's what kind of like freaks me out about. Well, I'm I'm ready for the change, but with the next iteration of ChatGPT, um, you know, with the four, if it's going to be a hundred times stronger than that. Who knows where we're going to be? So that's just something a little bit funny I thought about. <laughs> uh, all this talk about uh, prompts and answers got me thinking. Is there any way to, to look at the process of what is happening when ChatGPT uh, constructs a given answer? Uh, in real time, I don't think so. But um, there is a one of my friends, my, my good buddy, sent me a um, pretty much the, the uh, white sheet, white paper, I think that's what they call it of what's happening when you enter in a prop and where it goes to and things of that nature. But as far as real time, I don't think so. And I think they want to keep that a secret, you know, maybe. Makes yeah. Sense. <laughs> that would be a great question to ask chat GPT. <laughs> Good point. I'm going to do it when I get off. <laughs> this makes me wonder, like, um, where do the coding answers come from? I mean, must be Stack Overflow, right? <laughs> Else? I, I seen something the other day, and and uh, I think some of the coders are getting upset. Like, hey, we're well, stealing our answers, and you know, um, I don't know. I I, I think now, nah, don't quote me. I think it. I think it may pull a little bit from there in GitHub and things of that nature. But um, where exactly? I think that's a trade secret. In, in some ways, coding is easier and harder than say text content. And the reason for that is, is coding as a science is based on a very specific structure and right. the syntax of words and commands are very fixed and not flexible, right. Exactly. right? So from that standpoint, if an AI really understood all the rules of coding and the syntax of coding, it can produce some decent code. The problem right. is, is that it's missing the consciousness to decide if that's actually the right way the code should be written. Because right. like speaking, 
you can write code to achieve the same goal 10 different ways. And out of those 10 different ways, one of them will be really efficient and one of them will okay. be really inefficient and one of them will be fast in this way, but not fast in another way. And so the code that it produces can't make, it can't make the decision as to what's best. It just produces something based on rules that probably can save time, you know, for a developer, they can say, hey, I need some standard code for a login process. Right. And it would spit out a login process and then, you, you know, the coder can go through that and say, okay, I can clean this up or I can apply it this way or I can do that. I think for lar large coding projects, it, it probably will always have a, that disadvantage of not being conscious, right? Right, and that leads me to another point. So like how I, how I said earlier about the data sets, right? So um, just as a, like I said, I, I learned a little bit of coding this year, um, you know, HTML, CSS, and I, but I, after like a, a week or so of that, I said, I'll just pay somebody to do it. Cause you know, y'all got a special, I got a special well, that's job. that's why we're in business. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, hey man, you know, like you, I had the time to learn and everything like that, but I'm like, I'll leave it to the experts. But anyway, so what I did, I asked ChatGPT, and this is just when I was testing out the capabilities in the beginning. I asked it to uh, code me a tic-tac-toe game, and each time I would get a, a very different answer. And you know, um, some of them will be very quick and simple, efficient, and some of them will be uh, to the point where ChatGPT wouldn't even be able to finish it. So um, that leads, that goes with your point about how you know uh, the human part. You know, if you if you were at tax to code a um, tic-tac-toe game, you would say, okay, so let me think PSP and say, okay, we'll just do it this way, and then boom. You know, but um, I don't think ChatGPT is there yet to where it could say, okay, well, this is the most efficient way for this outcome. Let's do it this way. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Like, it would produce just the best results if you ask something uh, relatively simple. Say, for example, how do I do this specific type of string manipulation? I'm, I'm sure it would have the perfect yeah. answer like every time consistently. But uh, a funny story, one of my friends who's uh, big into crypto, it's a passion of his, and uh, he's like, uh, okay, ChatGPT, write me a bot, which is gonna train my crypto. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he calls me like, bro, ChatGPT wrote me this code. We just need to start it, launch it. It's, it's gonna work. And I'm like, bro, what, what language is that? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's just like 10 different function calls, nothing about what any of it is but supposed to do. But it looks good, though. <laughs> yeah, so that's the thing. It just works. Yeah, with, with us non-coders, you know, I learned, but yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a coder. But, um, you know, to us, you know, it, it, it tells your answer, you know, and it'll, it'll make it seem like, hey, this is the answer right here, you know, but until we have some yeah, exactly. yeah, a, a expert in there, you're like, oh, like, what? But... <laughs> It, it seems like chat GPT, I mean, obviously chat is the clue, uh, is really orientated exactly. more towards written communication versus coding, right? Right. And, and I think that, I think though that there, there's two aspects of chat GPT where I think there's opportunity for business people, right? And, and even technologists. Right. One is, you know, there obviously is an art and an experience. And so people who are using chat GTP to find solutions and to do things, 
they can sell their services because the reality is not everybody's going to be able to use chat GPT and get great results. It, there's a learning curve and business people are very busy. And so for them to try to have that learning curve, it might be much more cost effective for them to hire a chat GPT expert or agency to do the work that they need because they'll just do it faster and more efficiently because they have that experience. So there, there's that side of it. I think the other side of it that is a, a really good opportunity is for businesses who are trying to, you know, do content flows, uh, large volumes of content flows, right? And, and, and that's going to be part of it. And then I think really the third opportunity that isn't is explored yet is really the integration, right? Because it seems to me that chat GPT is kind of this standalone thing and you can use it if you're interfacing directly with it, but integrating it into a business and integrating it into digital products, I think that's the area that it still seems to need a lot of work in, right? And, and there's, and, and there's got, again, there's going to be people who are going to develop an expertise for doing that. And it's going to be much more cost effective for them to do it than for somebody else to try to learn how to do that. Um, so I think those are kind of some of the three opportunities. And, and the, the one that I think is most interesting is actually the integration. Now, you mentioned that they just came out with an API. What do you know about the chat GPT API? Um, not like I said, I, I literally read, I think it was like 10 o'clock when I seen it was on Twitter. I seen like somebody it literally came out like yesterday. Yeah, like literally. And I, I sent it to myself, um, you know, just so I can make sure I check it out. But um, I think, like I say, I think it, as far as far as what I know, it's like I say, it's um, openly available, and you can go sign up. And um, you know, me, like I say, I I tested out that coding, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, hey. but <laughs> but um, like I say, I almost definitely learned more about it. But you know, it, it, it is available, and like I say, it just came out literally last night and I went to sleep on it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of experience with APIs and APIs are kind of like cars. Uh, you right. can get one that is a Ferrari and you can get one that is a, a Fiat uh, Uno. Right. And you may not know what it is. You may just be saying, Hey, it's ran. I need your API and the API could be really good and really fast and really right. easy to work with, or it can be an absolute nightmare and not work. So, you yeah. know, APIs are a blind box in that sense. Right. Right. And, and, and like I said, I think as time goes on, you know, we'll, we'll like I said, I'm going to stay up to date on what's going on with the use case of it. But um, to your point, you know, I think the integration hasn't really happened yet. And like I say, I think that's where the, one of the ma most major opportunities are. Like if someone can figure out how to integrate ChatGPT into, I know they've done a little bit this uh, this with like Chrome extensions, but it's not nothing too major. It's still based around ChatGPT, but as far as like specific use cases, like, and, and speaking of this, when you ask ChatGPT for business ideas, that's one of the main ones it gives you. And time after time, like I'm, I use ChatGPT just to brainstorm time, time like, okay, what, what about this area? What about this? But time after time, and if you can go, whoever's really listening to this right now, you can ask, give me some business ideas. And it will keep telling you chatbot, 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 um, chatbot integration into businesses. And me, I know 
that's not my personal area of expertise, so I had to figure out a way. But for the coders out there who really, um, you know, um, you know, want to get into it, I think, you know, that's a major, major opportunity. And there's a huge moat that many people who are like me, I love ChatGPT, but I just know that's not my stilo or my, my, um, you know, my area. So, you know, I can't get into it or I can, but you know, it wouldn't be me. But for those out there who, you know, really want to make a difference and, um, quick story. So I actually went on this, uh, Twitter space, um, talking about ChatGPT, and there was this guy on there, you know, everybody else who's a proponent. Yeah. Yeah. ChatGPT, woo. And this uh, coder on there, this guy name was Stack something. Um, and he got on there and he was like, yeah, well, you know, ChatGPT, I've been hearing about it. Uh, honestly, I think it's a wash. And I said, okay, well, you know, and he said, yeah, I've been hearing about it. I, I tested a little bit. Yeah, it's not really nothing major. It makes a lot of errors, et cetera, et cetera. And I, um, you know, I was one of the speakers and I told him, I said, well, honestly, this is what it's going to come down to. Um, and like I say, I probably, I use ChatGPT 10 hours a day. So, you know, I think I can speak on this. Um, I think it's going to come down to those who are going to use it versus those who don't. And just like when the internet came out, there was a lot of businesses who, oh, the internet, eh, you know, we do it the right way, you know, and the internet came and scooped up and washed out a lot of businesses just because some people were too stubborn to, you know, um, develop with the, with the technology. And you know, that's, that's what that guy sounded like. And I was telling him, I'm like, man, you know, okay, I don't want to go into the, uh, the iRobot future either, but you know, it's either you be on the right side of history or on the wrong side. And he sounded like he wanted to be on the wrong side. But for everyone out there, you know, if you're listening to this, I believe you're interested, you know, um, you want to be on the right side of history, you know, and, you know, that's just it, time is going to evolution is con going to continue to progress. And, you know, you just you just got to go with the flow, roll the punches. Well, you know, a lot of businesses are, are starting to ask the question, right. how can we use chat GPT and how can I apply it to my business? I, I'm curious. We've kind of talked a little bit about the written side. Well, how is chat GPT with numbers? Like, can you ask it accounting questions or can you ask it to solve math problems? I'm just curious. I, I, I've never even thought of asking it to do that, but. Accounting, yes. Um, you know, if you give it the data set and exit to, you know, separate this, this is that and this is that. It would do that. But as far as like, um, if you say something like Jack had four apples, Sarah took away one. How many apples? It, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know why, but it just doesn't. It doesn't do well with that. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't compute. But, I mean, you know, hopefully maybe in the future. But I'm like, you know, it, it does well with the text. And, you know, who does math nowadays anyway? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know that a lot of AI, particularly through machine learning, right. takes large data sets samples of numbers and other data, census data or other data, and then analyzes the data and puts together summaries of the data. Is ChatGPT good for that or is that better to be left with machine learning programming? I believe so. Um, you know, if you, like I said, I think in that particular case, you know, it comes down to what you input. And I believe if you input and word it correctly, it will give you a great outcome mm -hmm. from my experience. Yeah, that, that art of uh, prompt engineering, I, I think, really starts showing its head with ChatGPT. It doesn't seem to be something that people are talking a lot about. 
to your point, I was gonna say it's 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 starting to you know some whispers you know some I think the people who have been you know really ingrained in it understand you know but like I say um for everyone here depending on when you listen if you listen to this in March you have about two years before ChatGPT becomes mainstream. Yeah, it, it becomes mainstream when all those high schoolers uh, start saying, Dear Jeff GPT, please write my term papers. Uh, please write my homework assignments. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, that's already happening. Yeah, yeah, happening. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I, I just read this article today. and like Some schools are so mad. Like <laughs> You couldn't believe. They are so mad. I'm telling you. I had, oh, I was going to say, I, I put in... Um, I put in, hey, I'm sorry, schools, if you don't beat me up for this, but I put in an a, a, a area in my course to where you can bypass the plagiarism and AI detectors. You know, so now, um, you know, schools, I've I seen a Forbes article, like I say, to your point, where they were talking about how are uh, teachers going to combat ChatGPT and, you know, so it's a whole debacle right now going on. So, Well, well in, in all honesty, mm. probably one of the easier ways is that the teachers – uh, say that your homework and your term papers have to be handwritten. Yeah, you gotta go back to the old school. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but still, you can get ChatGPT to write it and then copy true. it down. That's true. That's yeah, true. And, and I'm <laughs> sure there are those students who will do that. <laughs> yeah, hey. Oh yeah, but uh, the, the the beautiful thing about it is like, okay, ChatGPT is able to solve all these things, right? And uh, students are using it, and not only students, but people who are paid to write. Which is a bit more offensive, in my opinion. Like you get a writer for a video, and they're like, "Hey, ChatGPT, this is the title of the video. This is a topic. Write me the script." <laughs> yeah, and then then what they do is they go to another AI and they ask, "Okay, rewrite this," which is specifically to eliminate plagiarism. Yeah. It's like amazing. It was like three, four step process, different AI every time, and by the end, it, it just passes with flying colors. You know, I do a lot of marketing content writing. Uh, and I've experimented. Uh, I mean, Jasper is basically the GPT-3 engine, and they just wrote a lot of integration and other things on top of it. And I've used Jasper uh, for marketing content, and I have found from an efficiency standpoint, I like, uh, you know, it, it's better to have it write an outline, right? If you say, I want an outline on a paper for this, it's usually better because then it puts it in a nice structure. The The problem I have found if I have it write the whole article is that no matter what prompts you have for emotion, it, it's, not, it's not a conscious being. So it really has trouble making things sound emotionally exciting or, you know, to, to put in the emotion. And the time to edit becomes much longer because you have to read everything. That, well, how do I want to change that? What do I want to do that? And I've just found that the most efficient way to use AI for marketing writing for shorter content, like thousand words or 2000 words is to have it produce an outline. So at least you have a structure and that helps speed up your writing. And then you just go down the structure and say, oh, okay, I can write about that. I write this, this, and just fill in the tree. Uh, and, and you get much better product. That's a, then, then it's a time saver. And it still allows right. you to put the emotion into the writing. Right. And, and, that, that's just my experience with it. Yeah, and, you know, and your own little flavor, you know. Um, you know, like I say, some people are, you know, some people are going to use it to do everything. And some people, are, you know, are going to, 
you know, do it just, you know, freshen up ideas, etc. But I think, you know, when GPT-4 comes out and it's a hundred times stronger than what it is now, it's going to be able to build you an entire business, code the software, tell you where to upload it, run you the marketing copy, this, that, etc. you know, in five minutes. So, you know, and the people, it's almost like the people who are using it um, have an extreme superpower. And to your point about um, if they had you write the um, essays in class, um, I've mentioned this often. I'm like, ChatGPT is basically like having the smartest person on the planet in your pocket. You know, you can ask it anything you want to ask it, and it'll have a fairly good answer for you, you know, laid out right there. So, uh, you know, and then, like I say, 90, 90, this, is, this is what blows my mind. 97% of people don't even know about it. And when it when they when it when the ultra strong version of it does come out, they're still not going to know about it. So the people who are actually using it and know about it, and you know, you're going to have an extreme edge upon the people who don't. So that's yeah. just that's something I think about every day. So that brings me around to a different sort of question: like, uh, is ChatGPT going to be able to understand other languages, or or does it already? It already does. What I did. Well, yeah, so you, I, I learned, you can take, um, so what I did just as an experiment, I went to a, some Chinese website, I've never heard of it, don't even know what it says. I copied all the text and I put it into um, ChatGPT and said, translate this to English and poof. You know, it's, it, it, a reason I'll say, I mean, it's, it's almost like Google Translate, but with um, ChatGPT, you can do, um, I would say it understands, I think, a little bit more languages, actually, and, you know, it understands context, and you can ask it to translate it, and then if you wanted to translate it back, okay, make it funnier, and then translate it back. So, yeah, as far as, like, does it understand other languages? Absolutely. So, obviously, asking CatGDP what it to do, the prompt engineering, being familiar with how it works, and how you can apply it. I assume these are all things you're covering in your training, right? Absolutely. Great. Yep. And like I said, I know there's many people who reached out to me. There was a guy who reached out to me and let me know that he had a hedge fund and he wanted to know how ChatGPT can help him code a, a software that is able to correlate gold with the US dollar. And um, I know now ChatGPT isn't connected to the internet, but there's a website called u.com for the people out there that um, is connected to the internet. And we use u.com to able to, um, you know, help him in his hedge fund. So, um, you know, there's many ways you can, you know, skin the cat, so they say, and, you know, it, it's really unlimited use. So u.com, it's y-o-u.com or? Y-o-u.com. Uh -huh. and, and like I said, it's built, it's, honestly, here's the thing. So I've been using it, um, you know, fairly frequently, and I went back to use Google, and it felt like I was going back in the past. And I only used it for like when I when I did the experiment. I only used it for like ten minutes, and when I went back to use Google, it felt like, bang, yeah, you know. And that was a little bit freaky. I'm like, you know, and, and that's kind of why Google is freaking out a little bit, um, you know. And, and to another point, that's why you're seeing a lot of people getting laid off because they understand the technology and you know they're not going to say this to the public but they understand what's going on behind the scenes and um to my point earlier i was telling everyone you have to use this you have to use it because what's going to happen is especially if you're, if you're in an organization because it's going to come down to one person 
soon, very soon, will be able to do the jobs of 10 people, specifically in writing and, you know, and, uh, uh, that whole sphere. So if you're not using it, you're pretty much opening up yourself for that one super employee. They'll get paid uh, three people's salaries, you know, to do the work of 10 people. So the, the Google, uh, Microsoft, some of them, they, Amazon, they're starting to understand this. You know, they're not going to say it out to the public. They're just going to, you know, slowly chop them off. We, we've yeah. seen that in the industry that a technology comes along and it allows for increased productivity. But what we have found is, to, to your point in a sense, the people who actually can use that technology to actually it, see the productivity increase, they themselves need to become experienced and educated. Right. And even once that happens, it, it still needs other people to be involved. So yes, it reduces headcount in a way, but then it requires different resources, right? Exactly. And, and Google, yeah, they're laying off people a very small percentage, uh, not even getting close to anything of what they hired in 2022, um, but they aren't laying off their AI department. They're probably gonna be focusing more on it. Uh, and I do agree that chat GPT has the opportunity to become very productive, but you know it would not surprise me if chat GPT-4 or the GPT-4 engine will basically be a monetized product. And basically they'll let you use GPT-3 for free. And if you wanna get the benefits of four, you're gonna probably have to pay. And once you have to start paying for something, then that kind of changes the equation a little bit. But I think it's all important. And, and to kind of come back to it, being knowledgeable and educated about ChatGPT is really what's going to allow you to see a benefit. So maybe in that vein, you can talk a little bit about your courses and what you have on Udemy uh, and how people can find your courses and, and, and use them to, to grow. I actually wasn't going to create the course. But what happened was when I looked, I said, okay, well, I need to learn more about this. And YouTube videos, you know, YouTube is okay for good information, um, you know, but a lot of times, you know, if you really want to really grow in something, you need structured information, you know, because a lot of people tell you this and then that, and then, you know, you try to put it all together, it's not going to work. But um, I went and looked on Udemy, and there was no information. There was, um, you know, one one course, only one and it had to do with a chatbot service or something. I don't know. Something not what I'll try to learn about. So um, I actually didn't wasn't doing anything major at the time. So I said, well, I guess I guess this is me. So uh, what I did is I studied. Uh, I was actually already using ChatGPT um, a lot. But I said, okay, well, I need to put all of, all of what I know. And I still add information to the day. I have some videos to shoot today. Um, you know, into one course to where people can understand, okay, for this specific task, and this is what I want to do. I want to learn. There's a few few things I have in my course included. Use cases. So if you're just a beginner and you want to know, okay, well, what can ChatGPT do? What are some of the use cases? You know, what is what is its range? Um, I talk about all of the use cases, and what a lot of people want to know is how can you make money from it? That's you know that's one of the things I thought about. Okay, well, this is the most amazing technology since the internet. How can I be on the right side and make some money from it? So I talk about many different ways about um, how you can make money from it. Also, I include some secret ways that I've added, you know, that I've just discovered. I'm like, well, nobody's talking about this. And I included that as well. Also, I include some funny things. Um, there's actually uh, one course, one, one section in there 
that talks about how you can use ChatGPT as a lawyer. You can ask it to give you legal advice. Speaking of that, there was a ChatGPT um, bot, per se, that actually went to court as a lawyer, and I think it won this case. They're actually trying to go to the Supreme Court. So um, it, it can act as a comedian. One of the funniest ways I found is that you can ask, or you can use ChatGPT to speak to your favorite character. So let's say you have a favorite movie, you have a favorite TV show, and you know you just want to just have a little time to burn. Okay, let me go talk to Eisenberg or something like that. So um, you know, there's many, many use cases. I have a, a couple podcast episodes just covering the latest news and what's going on in the sphere. And then, like I say, this is all I do. Um, honestly, like I said, I'm on a 10 hours a day testing, um, speaking to people, you know, seeing how it can help different industries. So I'm getting, um, you know, why I had one lady ask me, she runs a county fair website, um, you know, and wants to know how it can help her, you know, in her situation. And I'm just, you know, listening to how, how her business operates. Okay, so here's some things you can do. And I had another guy contact me. He, he, he has a publisher. And he heard about ChatGPT. He said he's in the Netherlands, and he wanted to know how I can um, help him. So I'm just all over the place, you know, learning every day. I study. I'm all all the hashtags, the um, the uh, discourse, and everything like that. Just like I said, I learned. You know, this this is my life now. You know, and I, and I can't imagine not going without the internet, aka ChatGPT. So <laughs> that's what I do. That's what it takes to be a good teacher and, and instructor. How uh, can people find you on Udemy? They just type in your name, Joshua, or yeah. Okay. Um, currently, right now, I'm the number one, so I'm trying to hold my spot up. Um, but yeah, if you type in ChatGPT, I should be the first one to pop up. Um, the course is called One Second. I don't want to mess this up. ChatGPT, the complete ChatGPT guide from zero to hero. Okay. Great. Yeah. So fairly simple. Um, you know, like I said, I, I want to take for those out there who want to learn just the basics and what it can do. There's something for you, and also those who I've heard about ChatGPT and want to know, okay, what are some of the advanced ways I can use and for specific use cases, you know, there's something in there for them as well. Perfect. Well, Joshua, thank you so much uh, for being on the Screenbox uh, Technology and Business Rundown podcast. For our listeners, we will be uh, releasing this, uh, and a month later we'll have our next podcast. Uh, look forward to joining everyone then, and until then, stay happy and healthy. Perfect, man. This is beautiful. I enjoyed the experience. And, you know, like I said, I love the, you know, the podcast, you know, and for all the listeners out there, you know, this is one of the best places you can get information from the people in the business. So this is great. Well, thank you very much, Joshua. All right. Talk to you soon. Thank you very much for taking this journey with us. Join us for our next exciting exploration of technology and business in the first week of every month. Please help us by subscribing liking and following us on whichever platform you're listening to or watching us on. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and please let us know any subjects or topics you would like us to discuss in our next podcast by leaving a message for us in the comment sections or sending us a Twitter DM. Till next month, please stay happy and healthy. <laughs>